Okay. Well, let's uh, let's look at starting. I'll, I'll keep an eye on uh, for Mustafa when he arrives. Uh, the good news is on the screen now. I hope you can see. Uh, Peer Press has volume two ready, and that's been quite an adventure. It was done uh, a while ago and shipped and then arrived to Manhattan, but then when I arrived into the port, but no one could get anything moving, eventually it arrived to Manhattan, uh, but then no one could go access it. So then it was uh, taken out to Long Island. And now we hope that we have uh, that, uh, enough. Now we have boxes now in Long Island. So just write to uh, purepress.com and you can get a copy that way. So I thought we would look today at the structure of the Futahat al-Makiyah, the structures of the openings revealed in Mecca. Okay, and just briefly where we are is the translation would be 19 volumes. Um, the, uh, this, this is the original volume and they went to uh, 12, I think. Yeah, both go to 12. And then this is the next volume, next edition of Sidi Mansub. And that went also, I think, to 12. So we, the, he kept three books in each volume, and we're having two books in each volume because we have to be, usually have to be under 900 pages for a book. So, <laughs> so we'll see how that works. So uh, what's interesting is that in Arabic, there's two different descriptions of, of what's inside a book. You can have a description of a wasif, which is like a general, what the book is like, or it's a great book. Uh, but then there's the not, which is uh, epi uh, epithet or a title, and it's a particular part of a section. So you can pull out a particular part and say, this is the description of this section. And so I've been, uh, I've been asked to look in to see with the Futahat al-Makiyah, at some point we need to find ways of, of transmitting it uh, and conveying the message without the 12,000 or 13,000 pages. In other words, a kind of, some kind of overview which gives just enough of what's happening inside each of the sections. So I've been looking uh, while I'm doing the translation at ways to organize this uh, and put things together. But the good news is that not means that you can take one piece out of a section and that can be representative of the whole. So the first one of the sections is recognitions. And this is what you need to recognize or to know in order to uh, see God or to, to understand what God's kingdom is and what is happening in the world and in the, all of the worlds. The second is interactions. And this is the, the, the Arabic mu'amalat, which in sort of classical Islamic discourse, these are the, the things that, the behaviors that you have in your life. So marriage is on here. Um, and then and things that are contractual, things that have two parties doing things. But for Ibn Arabi, these two parties are creature and creator, and how these two parties are interacting. And then states is the, the, it's an emotional state, but also a, a fluctuating state. It's a place you are at one time. And state is, how are you, is sort of the state. And, it, and the state, how are you, tells you where you are, what's happening to you. Alighting places are, are places where you, you launch, you sit down and you wait there, 
and you learn something, and then you move on to another alighting place and you learn something else. And then these mutual meeting places are where the creator comes down, Rab comes down, and we also, in a sense, go down, and we'll see how that works, in order to meet. And so this is the direct meeting of the divine. And stations are stable places which are learned and then you know them. They're more like experiences, things that once you've been there, you understand it, you know that. And so those are stations. So we can be looking at how these six sections inform the structure of the Futhatamakiya. And is there a way that the, the way this is structured helps us understand what's happening, what we need to learn. And looking at that, uh, I began to try to look at the different kinds of six uh, six-fold uh, correspondences. And uh, Stephen Hertenstein in, in the new uh, uh, Ibn Arabi website, which is a, a screenshot right there, it's a beautiful, beautiful website. You must go see it. Um, and uh, Stephen Hertenstein has this as an article about the the four sides of the of the Kaaba, the pillars, the uh, corners and how that is connected into the, all the way from the most mystical spiritual poetry uh, to the physical shape and form of this Kaaba. And so I began to, uh, inspired by that article, I began to try to look at different sixes, different kinds of arrangements of six. And one of them could be the six degrees of the heart. So with the six degrees of the heart, Sadr, which we'll look at more, Sadr is the chest which confronts and is the first place that is fronted. Um, and so Sadr, then can, you can see it could very easily be connected to recognitions. The first thing that you see, because Ibn Arabi always tells us that the first sight is the most complete sight. And so the first thing that you see, the first thing that you know, this, is what, this would be what starts the first of six sections of the Futhatamakiya. And then a second heart, the Kalb, and heart is the turning, and, and heart turns to and fro, and is able to pick up something and then pick up something different, and keep turning in, to and fro. So heart then works well with the idea of interactions, where these are interactions between two parties. You go back and forth. And then a third, Fuad, Fuad is the lump in the chest. So this is, we're not talking about the lump of the, in, the, in, the, in the chest. And uh, this is from the, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that if the, the fuad, if the lump that's inside is healthy, then the whole body is healthy. But if the lump inside is, is having trouble, it's diseased, then the whole body becomes diseased. And so this has to do with states, uh, like sickness, uh, sickness and health. These are states of a human being. So this lump heart, this fuad, this could be the third section of the futuhat. And then looking for the fourth section, we could think of sir, the idea of secret or sir. And this could be the alighting place uh, and then the alighting place of Quran. So Quran has alighting places and Ibn Arabi conceives of the, the Quran as 114 places where you can be. Now these places uh, are, as we'll be looking at uh, in two weeks, these, these places are, are a phase or a state state, a space. 
And we'll, we'll be looking at that more then. And then Sira Sir, the secret of the secret. And so Sira, I've been translating a secret heart. A secret of the secret can be the secret heart of the secret heart. Uh, and this works beautifully with mutual meeting places because uh, the divine comes down to meet us. And this meeting of, of us, uh, then we, when, you, when the two meet, when the creature and the creator meet, there is the secret and the secret, and it's the secret of the secret. And then finally, the sixth uh, section on stations, this is mainly for Ibn Arabi. Most of it is the list of all of the pivots, the qutub. The qutub is a pivot. All of the pivots that uh, are in charge of the universe and how the universe works. And this being in charge of and overseeing is the function that the ruh, the spirit has in the human being. It's also this function, the ruh then of being Gabriel has for transmission of Quran. So six as spirit and stations, uh, this might really work. So if this is the case, if this begins to be fruitful, then we'll be able to organize these 13,000 pages in a way which has its truth, not only in its word by word translation, but in its structured translation and conveyance. So this six also comes up. Now, I always kept looking for what the form of the youth is because um, the, the encounter at the Kaaba with the youth is what prompts uh, and creates the Futata Makia. So in chapter one, we have this on this side here, lift my veils and recite what is contained etched in my lines. What you learn from me, put in your book and speak directly in it to everyone dearest to you. So this is the first stage of conveyance to pe the people that would gather around Ibn Arabi while he would speak and dictate and he would write and they would write. Um, and this is where the manuscripts came for the Futatamakia. So he says, I lifted his veils and I observed his etched lines and there shone to my eyes his light that was deposited within him all that he contained and encompassed of hidden knowledge. The first line I recited and the first mystery from that line which I learned are what I shall cite now in the second chapter following. So this is our encouragement for seeing this very literally. Uh, he sees on the body or in the body of the youth etched in light, he sees these lines and mysteries which he needs to then record and then convey first to the, the original group and then larger to the larger groups. So this six then and the body of the youth, if we look at four dimensional uh, beings or, or things, they have six planes. So if we look at the circle up on top there, one, 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 two, one, one, three, three, one. The one, three, three, one is our familiar three dimensional world. So the first number one is a scalar, a non-dimensional value. The next number three is the number of lines. And so these are the lines that you can take this way, this way, and this way. Perpendicular lines, uh, orthogonal lines. And these lines go back and forth. So they are also directions. So Bernardi usually uses six directions to describe three dimensions. The next three then are three planes. 
And then the last one is one volume, like a cube or a sphere, a volume. Now, if we go up to the next dimension, uh, four dimensions or eight directions, we're looking at, at, we look for six planes. So there are six planes, this plane, this plane, this plane, another plane, and another plane, another plane. So six planes are what could be seen in a four-dimensional body, which is displaying in different areas. And we would call them being inside. So if you think about back to the flatland analogy, if you have a, a plane and you can only exist on this two-dimensional plane and someone wants to show you the sphere, the three-dimensional ball, they could put that ball through your plane. What you would see is a point and a circle as the ball comes down. And then when the widest part of the ball is through your plane, it would then get smaller and smaller. And then you would take it off the plane. It would be a point and then nothing. So this circle like this is the site of the three-dimensional ball going through a two-dimensional plane. Then the six plates would be if we're in this three-dimensional world, and there's going to be a form that's from four dimensions coming through our three-dimensional world. It would start as a point, and then it would come out as a sphere. And it would get bigger and bigger until its midpoint is reached, and then it would get smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it disappear. So these planes can be shown, this plane, this plane, this plane, and then a twist, so the inside planes begin, begin to be seen, and you would then be able to say, six planes have become visible in the three-dimensional world. I've also tried to connect this uh, with the Kaaba, um, and this is what uh, Stephen started, started me on doing uh, after I read that article. I wanted to see how to do that. Uh, these six uh, sections may correspond to parts of the Kaaba. And then also right here in the middle, this uh, very important hadith, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, that he was made more excellent over the prophets by six. So again, with the six, so we need, can, and I'm wondering, does, do these six also connect to these sections of the Futuhad? So one, I was given the all comprehensive word. And this Ibn Arabi says there's a word which when, when, uh, uh, what would he say? When, when it's looped differently, a word and sentences, when they are looped differently, one sentence creates many different meanings. And so the, the one that he often cites is uh, the, the verse that I created you male and female. But Ibn Arabi says, if you see that as a comprehensive word, you said, I created you, Adam, from male, Eve, and female, Jesus, and male and female, everyone else. So in that all comprehensive word, that sentence, all of the kinds of creation are taken care of, Adam, Eve, Jesus, and the rest of us. And the recognitions, Ibn Arabi is always looking for that uh, word or, or concept, which then can embrace many, many more things than it just embraces first at the first shot. So that this first look has many different levels. Second one, I am assisted by means of causing fright. 
So maybe something to do with the way that the heart also reacts to fright and security. For me, the spoils are made lawful. This one then connects as interesting for the three, the house of idols in this poem that we all know. Uh, four, for me, the earth is pure, a place of uh, prostration. So this is, uh, could connect us to Kaaba. And then five, I was sent to the people entirely. And six, by me, the prophets are sealed. Okay, so the sealing of the prophets could, could be the sixth the manuscript of Quran, and also the stations, how the pivots are all uh, sealing and, and, and collecting together all of the actions and, and events of the universe. So this is, uh, we started first doing this idea of um, <clears throat> Mustafa put out 19 copies of volume one to have a look at what it would look like eventually in the Dargah in, in Manhattan. And uh, it looked pretty inspiring. So these are the 19 volumes. What we're looking at doing is having each, each cover be a different color. Um, and then, but all of the title elements the same. And so, uh, this would then be the 19 volumes, about 13,000 pages. Now, these six sections are, the first one is going all the way up to the end of book uh, 12. And that's right now where our editor Rowan is right now on 11 and 12. He's doing final edit on books 11 and 12. And with that, we would then have the entire first section of the Puttahat. Then next, uh, what I'm doing right now <clears throat> is preparing the interactions for final edit. And these would be this, this yellow bar here, uh, states, uh, I've been working on that as well. Alighting places, I have been, that's, we have a draft of that right now. The alighting places are, are how their structure is, it's going to be very important for how we handle this translation. The same way with the uh, interactions, they have, Ibn Arabi talks often about the letters and the numbers, the numerical values of these actions. And so these numerical values, we need to be understanding how they work. Like shukr has a, has a numerical value. And what you see is that when he states this numerical value, if you have three letters which equal a certain number, those three letters in any combination equal that number. So it's a clue for us to take shukr and look at kashir, which is to interpose some of these letters and see, so shukr, thankfulness, and kashir, revealing. And so how does revealing connect to thankfulness? So the mutual meeting places, uh, I pretty much have a, a draft for that. And then stations is, I, I have very little drafts in the inside stations. Okay. And let me make sure everything is still I, not dropping out. Just a second. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> okay, good. So as I was saying, the the recognitions, the idea of the first thing that comes to you, and the southern is that is that chest, the first thing that comes to Tajali reaches the chest first, it comes into the, into the heart and then spreads outward. 
So it's what fronts and what faces you. It's the prow of the ship and the tip of the arrow. So the imagery of the first thing that, you, that comes. And we connected last time the idea of the first thing that comes to the being ummi, as you are from your mother. And so the Prophet is called the mother-based prophet because he's, he's, as he comes from his mother, uh, and so his knowledge and his recognition and his understanding is complete because it's as he came from his mother. And then as we grow up, we learn more conventional ways of thinking um, and we lose uh, some of the more authentic ways of thinking. So for most of us, our job in life is to recover the authenticity of what we knew when we were born and before we were born and to uh, find a way to bypass <clears throat> some of these things that we have learned that are not very helpful or they're very helpful perhaps for this world but not helpful for the total picture of who we are so this presence the early presence the recognition's presence ibn arabi says all of the folios and the books sent down originate from this presence and from her the true filled the ink of the higher pen ruling lines and writing in the protected tablet. And the word of the universe, all of him, is unseen, his unseen and his seen, is from this presence. And all is the word of God. You see, she is the first presence because with the enabled beings, the first thing they have from God from their coming into being is the word be. So kun fayakun. So the ears of the enabled beings are split open by this imperative. And the last of their prayer in the garden is, all praise belongs to God, cherisher of the worlds. Upon hearing the statement of God to the family of the garden, I am well pleased with you, and I will never be displeased with you ever. And if not for the breath of Ar-Rahman, the entities of the enabled beings would not have emerged visibly, these entities who are the words. So the, because the entities are words, and are being given the Quran word of be at every moment. Therefore, these words, which will never be exhausted, are also the entities which will never be exhausted, never come to an end. So once into being, these words never end, and once into being, your entity never ends. This next section of inter interaction, so how two things react, and part of what I've been looking at here is the idea of this, of this um, being able to, I'm sorry, having, I just lost screens. Okay. Um, being able to fluctuate is to be able to see new things at all times. And one of the fluctuations that come are the waves of angels that are coming from the bounteous house. So the Beit al-Ma'mur, the bounteous house, from that house, 70,000 angels are departing every day to every individual human, and they are coming at them at a rate of 70,000 all every day. So if you take the day as 86,400 seconds, and then the number of angels, 70,000 angels coming out, you get a particular frequency of the angels as they come. This frequency is similar to heartbeat. It's similar to how our body is, is is working, but also similar to how the brain waves are working. So delta waves in the brain are a state of, are a dream state, are a state where you're half asleep or you're 
waking sleep, having waking dreams, your very meditative state, that's the delta waves. So if you're in that state, your heartbeat is moving once a set, one every second, your uh, brain waves are moving this way, and the angels are coming this way, you're getting this uh, a frequency, a harmonious frequency. So this idea of heart uh, as being able to vibrate and fluctuate uh, brings us to this uh, picture here where sound waves vibrate and make particles into different patterns. And of course, this person here is, uh, what's this, the 19, early 19th century. He was also the father of meteor studies uh, and Dectun Ober de Teoridas Klanges. So he is the first one to be able to uh, help us see how sound waves create patterns. And so to link the visual with the, the oral, the sound. And this heart is known for turning. So it's taklib. Okay. Let's look down here. The alteration of the heart matches the changing fluctuations of the divine in different images. There is no marifa of the true from the true except through the heart, not through the intellect. This is why Ibn Arabi keeps coming back to the heart because the heart can fluctuate and receive these different frequencies that the intellect uh, wants to just hold and bind. And you can think about a wave. If you stop a wave and look at it, it's no longer a wave. The heart is not vastly spacious enough for him unless what you have in you is ever fluctuation. And the meaning of the heart you have on your side is that you hang on to yourself, hang on to yourself like a necklace, marifa of who, and you thoroughly retain a recording on your side in your learning of some matter. And the highest matter you thoroughly retain in your learning of who is that who is not confined and not shackled and does not resemble anything, nor does anything resemble who. So I thought interesting that this, the same person who, dis, who discovers these patterns on, of sound uh, talks, uh, is one of the first to describe meteors and, and other kinds of bodies coming through the atmosphere. So it ought to be in this one, at, in this section here, has this passage. He says, I saw one time Satan's track, his illumination having remained for an hour. I was circling the Kaaba. I saw it while I and a group of circlers were at the Kaaba and the people were astounded. I never saw a knight having more tail bodies than this one. <clears throat> we were saying that this can only be some tremendous matter. After a while, news came to us that in Yemen, something happened during that time. A wind came up made of dust particles like collarium until it spread over the land and it set upon the earth to the limit of the knee. The people were scared and the atmosphere darkened such that they were walking along pathways during the day using lamps. They were hearing at the sea at Zabid a great continuous rumbling. I saw in this year many strange wonders and in this year the plague alighted at Taif until there were no residents there. One of its signs was on their bodies. Not five days would pass, but they died. Whoever passed five days would not die. Mecca was filled up with the Taif people, and their houses were left with doors open and cupboards open, and their beasts untended. And the stranger in this time, if he passed by their land and picked up some of their foods or their collected things or their beasts, you see there was no watchman guarding, the pestilence would strike him in that hour. But if he passed and did not pick up anything, he would be safe. 
Thus God protected their belongings in this time for any who survived and for their inheritors. They turned in repentance and many daughters were included in inheritances in this year. The chaos stilled. When God saved them from this and removed it and made them accustomed again to safety, they returned to what they had been doing. And the alighting places, the section of the, the, all of the enclosure places of the Quran, the 114 enclosure spaces of Quran. And this poem all ends with the same uh, word. Ibn Arabi, with, as a poet, all of his poems will end with the same letter. And so this is the first time that I've seen that we can do that in English as well. What the earth of God has is vastly spacious, and the sky of God married her. And for the gates locked shut, and with the right hand of effusive generosity, he opens her. Her population is constricted of chests, and so by the light of knowledge, he elucidates her. By the equivocations of the dark mystery and knowings from Kush, clear he makes her. All which is provided, blessings, is a beautiful presence bestowed on her. Then if pollution arises in her, perhaps, but perhaps with God as he will, Ar-Rahman will ameliorate her. If she runs away and if she turns aside, the reins of guidance do pull her. With every claimant, not truthful, the language of incapacity, that is, I cannot know. I cannot perceive what is to perceive. That is perception. As Abu Bakr says, exposes her. The fire kindling trials are every hurt coming from an affliction of the existent being corroding her. Okay. And now if we could have our Ilahi, Baki and Nura. Well, 
So when we have that, the vibrating plate, the heart as the vibrating plate, and the first place where the tajali comes, the first place where the bee comes. So when the bee, which is the God wanting something to be out of love, because loving to be recognized, so that first place that it, that it hits is this heart, it vibrates, and so the whole body becomes a vibration, uh, reacting to that first initial B that comes at every breath, at every moment. So. Okay. And now this mutual meeting places, uh, we looked at that where if you, when you see this kind of perspective, you can see that going down and going down are both places, are the way to meet somewhere it might be going down and then going down also. So the question is, how, does we, how do we go down in order to ascend? And then how does uh, the cherisher descend in this third part of the night? Okay. So in the meeting places of knowings appear truths of the true and the devoted creatures without harsh interrogation or probing for gaps, without contention or rigidity. Tell my intellect, constrain yourself, then my following what is transmitted will lead me to knowledge and guidance. So tell my akal, which shackles, to constrain itself so that my knuckle, what I learn from transmission, will lead me to guidance. All my dhikr leads to sound integration. So every time I do dhikr, I become whole. But some of my thinking leads to corruption. I benefit from knowledge, knowing my dependence on the master, the giver of superabundance. So learn, may God assist you and us, that the Munazala is an action of two actors here, and she is the meeting place of two alighting parties, each one seeking the other in order to alight and meet the one of them, or to alight and meet by means of the one of them. Say it however you like. The two come together in the path in a place designated, this is called munazala because each one of them seeks the other. This alighting in the true dimension is from the creature's side and ascent. So we're actually ascending even though it looks like we're going down. We actually call it an alighting descent because one seeks with the ascent a descending alighting by means of the true. So we want to ascend so we go down so that the true will descend and meet us. And so 
And so this is your Barak, by whom you ascend to him, and you alight by him to him. The exalted said about himself, about what Messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, cited about him. He said, our cherisher descends to the sky of this world every night. The hadith in its full length continues. Thus, he characterizes himself with descending to us and for us, for our sake. This is the descent of the true to creation. On our part, this is a descent of creation to true. And we somehow also are descending to meet in this one place. So these are each chapter will be a place where we meet uh, the rub, the cherisher coming down. Okay. So this final uh, stage uh, section is the one of stations. And this is the one where the pivots are pivotal. They're the ones who are, are controlling and in charge of all things. And for, and I was just talking to Rowan yesterday about the pivots when they, Ibn Arabi had, hears and sees and meets them and they talk about things. They say, uh, aren't you the one who's in charge of the world? Oh yes, I'm in charge of the whole world, but I gave that up and gave it to someone else and I don't know what they're doing with it now. So you say, oh my gosh. And then, uh, are you in charge of the world? No, I was given the charge of the world and I just gave it back to God. So, <laughs> And uh, so they don't get very flustered by being in charge of the world, but uh, there it is. So let's look at these pivots. And so each of these stations in this last section of the Futuhat, a very, very long section, will be each pivot of every station and these stations such as asceticism. Let's so we'll look at that. It is this way with the possessors of station. So certainly there is a pivot for the ascetics, who is the accident around which they turn concerning asceticism for the people of his time period. And it is this way for reliance and love and recognition and the rest of the stations and states. Certainly there will be for each, kind by kind, their masters, a pivot that station resolves around as an axis. God has raised for me to see the pivot of the masters of reliance. I saw reliance revolving around him like an axis, as if it were a grinding wheel, with her pivot being revolved around. He was Abdullah, son of the teacher Al-Maruri, from the city of Marur in the land of Andalusia, Maron de la Frontera. So he was a pivot of reliance during that time. I saw him and accompanied him by God's generosity, and he was revealed to me. When I met him, I informed him of this, and he smiled and thanked God. In the same way, I met a pivot of the time in the year 593, when Ibn Arabi was 33, in the city of Fez. God raised him for me to see during an event and informed me of him. We later, this event was while he was sleeping a dream. I met him one day in the garden of Ibn Hayyun in the city of Fez while he was in a gathering who were not paying special attention to him. He was present in the gathering, but he was from far away, from the people of Bajaya in Tunisia. His arm was paralyzed. In the session with us were teachers from the family of God, people esteemed along the path of God, among them Abdul Abbas al-Hassar and people like him. Now this gathering in its entirety, when the invited guests were present with us, the session was only ours, mine, he's being polite, and not one spoke about the knowledge of the path they had, but me. And if they spoke about this among themselves, they then referred it to me. Mention of the pivots came to pass while he was in the gathering. This person was in the gathering. I said to them, my brothers, I will cite for you about the pivot of your time something wondrous. 
This man turned to me, the one God showed me in my sleep, that he was the pivot of the moment. He used to come to me often, and he loved me. He said to me, say what God has raised for you to see, but do not name the person who has specified for you in your event. He smiled, and he said, all praise belongs to God. I then took to citing for the gathering what God had raised for me to see about the matter of that man, so all these events that had taken place. The ones listening were amazed, but I did not name him, and I did not specify who he was. We stayed in the most delightful session, most delightful conversation, with the most excellent brothers until Asr, until Asr prayers in the late afternoon. And I did not mention that the man was him. When the gathering broke up, that pivot came and said, God reward you with goodness. How fine was what you did by not naming the person whom God raised to you to see. Peace be unto you and God's kind mercy. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. It was a farewell greeting, an alvida, a farewell greeting, but I did not know that. To this day, I have not seen him after that in that city. That's from chapter 462. So, um, now, Go ahead and, and uh, write down uh, any of any questions and comments you have. And uh, if you want to write uh, directly to Mustafa in the chat, that he can make a list then of what we look at after this. So right now, if Hamida Noor is available, we have uh, an Allahi that will help us integrate all of this. Um, Try. 
strive to become a true human being, one who knows love, one who knows pain. Be full, be humble, be utterly silent, be the bowl of wine passed from hand to hand. Be the bowl of wine passed from hand to hand. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So now I'm back on the screen to see if Mustafa has anything to tell me. There was just one uh, question on the chat and then there's a raised hand. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so uh, let, let's start with the raised hand, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mama Shampir Ali. Okay, yes, Shamshir Ali. Yes. Uh, un unmute, unmute. Uh, we might have to help him unmute. Let's see. Um, I have prompted him to unmute, but I don't know why. There you go. Can you hear me? Okay, now we can hear. Now we can hear. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Eric, for your wonderful presentation. I just wanted to make a, um, by profession, I'm a theoretical physicist. So I just want to make a little comment, uh, an addition, in fact, to what you said about the, uh, the, the mother-based uh, prophet. Uh, it actually makes sense in the following way. Uh, people criticize the religion of Islam, says that it is heavily weighed in favor of males, and there is no gender balance. Now, uh, actually, if you refer to women and men in the Quran, it's the same number, uh, it's 32. The same number of times is man is mentioned and then female. But now, coming back, the mother-based prophet, you see, if you were good, Go to the first revelation, Ikra Bismi Rabbikal Lazi Khalak, Khalakal Insani Min Alak, Khalakal Insana. Now, he created man. There are four things. Then, the reference to the creation of Insan, and then there is an Alak, human being. Now, Insan means men and women, but the addition means, the Alak means something that clings inside the mother's womb. And that is referring to a mother's womb. Nowhere, I haven't found any other scriptures, any other religion, the first revelation has a reference to a mother's womb. So it just shows the importance of the womb of the mother in the religion of Islam as a first revelation. So no wonder that he always had a very strong attachment to his mother, and the mother is talked of in this fashion, that, and is the, there's, there's more a gender balance in favor of women rather than men. So I, that was my comment, but I want to say something after others have spoken. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And in fact, our next uh, our question uh, also about the the verse uh, the Nabi al Ummi, the 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 unlettered prophet or the mother-based prophet. And so the many many translations are unlettered, and that's one 
uh, correct meaning of, of what umi means. Uh, umi literally means from the mother. So what they're saying, when you're saying someone it's unlettered, you're saying, well, they're, they're as they came from their mother. They didn't learn a poetry. They didn't learn a philosophy. They didn't learn uh, how to write nicely, that kind of thing. So uh, this is why people then, they, it's translators were having trouble figuring out what mother-based could mean. And so they used the secondary understanding of unlettered that the that the prophet didn't learn these things and so but for ibn arabi we go back to the original and and ummi is uh it's it's the mother based and the ummahat are ummahat are the matrices or mother loads and so many times ibn arabi will organize uh, the things that he's looking at as matrices, as as mother loads, and so these are seen, seen as as ideas and insights and mysteries which are in the womb, and these are mother loads which then come out as if they're birthed. And so, we also looked uh, last week, I think, at the uh, at Ibn Arabi's own his daughter at a very young age who could see uh, that he was coming in a caravan uh, on the way to the pilgrimage on the Hajj. And she could see him far before anyone else could see him. So they had this great connection. But the key that he's using is that she was able to see because she was not hindered. She was like one and a half years old. She was not hindered by all of these conventional physics that we learn. That is, when things are too far away, we can't see them. Whereas actually, maybe we could see them if we were mother-based, if we were based as we were when we were born. And then he just speaks about Isa alayhi salam, about Jesus, and uh, from the cradle, articulating and, and what that would mean. And so this is for Ibn Arabi, the ummi-based, and it's so very, very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the, the other thing, if uh, can I make oh. another comment? You mentioned sure, the Kaaba. You mentioned the Kaaba. Can you hear me? Uh, you mentioned the Kaaba. Now, when you go around the Tawaf, around the Kaaba, we do it in anti-clockwise direction. And I have made uh, this query to many people. Why do you do the Tawaf in an anti-clockwise direction rather than a clockwise direction? It would serve the same purpose, keeping the stone on the right rather than on the left. The answer, most people who do it couldn't do it, give the answer. I think the answer is in the following fact that this religion, which uh, I mean, is uh, Ibn Arabi, made very manifest through his expositions, is a nat natural based religion, fitrah. So in nature, the very planet on which we are living goes round the sun in an anti-clockwise direction. When you go for Olympics to run, the girl who holds the tape to just stop the people, though they run in an anti-clockwise direction. So the anti-clockwise direction is the order of the universe of our planet. And so the fifth says that when you go round the Kaaba, you also go round in an anti-clockwise direction. So this is again a fitrah-based thing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and of course, on all levels too, the heart is right here. So when I go round 
the heart, I go around the Kaaba and going around the heart, it's the same direction and it's the same motion. And that's how we whirl as well. And so if we turn, the turning is also around the heart. So as the axis of the heart. So all of this at every level works. It works at the physical cosmological level. It works at the spirit heart level. It works at the level of a revelation saying, this is how we go around the Kaaba and on and on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, this is that. And that's, of course, the, 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 what I find so endlessly fascinating about Ibn Arabi is that it works on every level. And so all of his insights, uh, we, we find them at every level. It's quite beautiful. Okay, so. and if Mustafa wants to tell us a little bit about volume two and that it's ready. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, okay. Sorry, my video's off today. Um, but it, we are ready and shipping out the volume two. Actually, I'm shipping it out from my own house at this point. I have three boxes, and by Monday, I'm shipping from our store in Manhattan. Inshallah, we have been closed for three three months, so we're we're starting up again with the with the launch of this book. And uh, um, you're welcome to go to peerpress.com and order it. Uh, there's going to be a discount for the next two weeks or so for for the for the book. Okay, and, thank uh, you. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Uh, Hamida Noor has a hand up, I can see. Hamida Noor? I know you've talked about this a number of times, but recently one of our dervishes asked about um, the, the concept of Adam and what Adam really stands for. And if Eve came out of Adam, then, then why would Adam be incomplete without Eve? Because he was already complete before. And just today, you started off talking about Adam and Eve and Mary and Jesus and all of it being part of Adam. Could you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, the, what, what's I've had to do with, with Ibn Arabi, I, I, I often, you know, it's been years since I've been working on, on this text and, and still I'll find that, you know, something doesn't make sense until you understand something else he said much earlier or much later, often much later. <laughs> Uh, but the, what we have to see when, when we see the word Adam, the name Adam, we, we need to find a way to say Adam, Eve. So Adam, Eve. So in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the verse 30 and onwards, the one who has taught all the names is Adam, Eve. So they are, they are a one, a one. And so the Adam, Eve as a one. And then as we saw that all ones get uh, split and separated in order for certain things to happen. So uh, the Rahman, the womb, uh, who is the, the uh, Rahman, the womb, has two feet, and these two feet are the separation of two, and that things can go from there. So everything that's integrated as one becomes two, and often polarity, and then that polarity allows things to happen, and then there's other things coming from them, so and so that's how birth uh, and and from the from the doesn't happen from one; it happens from the two with a third, which is another story. Um, and so the Adam Eve concept is so very important. And then so when Adam Eve is separated, um, there is the the first uh, the first 
thing that happens is that what is separated remains integral, which remains complete and sound. Um, but what has been lost then, so from Adam's side then, something has been lost, uh, something has gone off. And that's why Adam has to seek Eve to find fullness and completion. Whereas Eve uh, has already, has her, integ her integrity, her soundness. And so this is how the traditions come that Adam comes to Arafat uh, in order to look and then that's, then they find Eve. Uh, so Arafat is from recognitions, Arifa, Marifa. And so this is the place where you recognize and what, what Adam recognizes is who is the one that makes him complete. And so this completion uh, back to the, uh, in a sense is back to the Adam and Eve and then apart back and part and back. And that's why, and then sex is also, is the same word as ichtima or jima or jama, so to gather things together. So when you two, gather two parties together, that's the same word as sex. Um, and so, and then the sex with kun, b, is a, is a three letter word, it's kaf and nun with the wav inside, so that's three. So three and three makes six, and six is sex, and it's wav. And that's why we go to the wav letter, because that's, which also looks much like a fetus, and that's how we make all of these kinds of connections together. So, <laughs> so, and, and so then to realize, and so then to realize that every time we recite that Adam was taught all the, all the names, it's too easy to think, oh, this male guy called Adam was taught all the names. What it's not, it's Adam Eve was taught all the names. So Adam Eve is insan the human. And so that, that is who was taught all the names. And so without that, uh, so, so now translating him in Arabic, you have to realize he'll talk about something that assumes that you know that Adam Eve is what we're talking about. And so because we don't necessarily assume that because when I hear Adam, I think of a man, therefore, uh, there, there needs to be a way in the translation to be able to say Adam Eve, or are you remembering that when we say Adam, we mean Adam Eve? <laughs> So. Thank you. I was with you till you got to six. <laughs> but that's okay. Thank we'll you. We'll get into numbers sometime. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. Can I ask a question? I'm sorry, I'm not on camera. Yes. Okay. Sure. Sure. Please. Yeah. So just continuing with this, you know, uh, we typically uh, hear the word insan el kamil or the perfect man or the complete human. And so how does then one reach this perfection or completion? So is it a different process for a, uh, for a male or a female? Or what is it that completes them in, in terms of spirituality? Right. Uh, well, so the completion is to have, have two parts and two, two matches. And these two parts are the male and the female. So the insan lakamil, the person, the human being who is complete, is a complete male and female. So the, the, the completeness uh, then is the male-female, which then if you're saying spiritually, how would we get to that place? Uh, that's, the, that's the connection of intellect and nafs. Um, so the, the soul and the special face and then the intellect, and that both of these together make a complete uh, human being. 
And so the first, the aql is la ilaha illallah, there's no God but God. And this is something the intellect, without revelation and without direct uh, teaching from the divine, can know. And so this was the idea that on uh, the, the idea of, of Ibn Tufail, that if you're on a deserted island, uh, a child could grow up and know that there's no God but God, could figure out that there's only one creator. But the second aspect of the Shahada is Muhammad Rasulullah. The second half is the special face, is a special face that, that God reveals to every human being. So every human being has this special face. And if we are aware of it or see it, we see what is being revealed to that special face. And the special face is the nafs, is the soul. Is the, and, and so Ibn Rabi will say, so she is the special face, and she is the place where all of the presences, all of the presence comes, all of the revelations come to her, because she is the one that receives then Quran, Torah, Injil, the, the folios, and all of the revealed books. So the to be complete is to be is to have masculine and feminine to be male and female, and if you look back at the sira of the, or the history of the Prophet the major uh, criticism against him uh, was that he was feminine, and so the, the major criticism is that he uh, he showed what were feminine uh, uh, characteristics during the time of the Arab time that he was in, and that is like loving children. So loving children. And so he would, he would, uh, you know, pat affectionately a child. And then the father would say, you know, I have 13 children and I've never once uh, shown any love to them. And then the prophet said, who does not show love and mercy? No mercy will be shown to him. And who does not love these children is not one of our ummah, one of our mother community. So the Ummah is the mother community. And so to be in the mother community of Muhammad وسلم, is to love children. And then uh, the, the, the curtains were, came down in the revelation in order to make a private public distinction. So that instead of the men sitting around with the Prophet all night, talking, 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 he wanted to be private with a wife and therefore uh, the revelation for the curtain came down so that the men were told the prophet is too shy to tell you to get out of his house so that he can have private time and so this desire for the internal the private the man and woman the the uh, and, and that kind of love um and the, and the love of children, all of these were actually the major uh, criticisms from the people of the time against the prophet. And so his demonstration of completeness is the demonstration of male and female, to be a man and a woman, to have masculine and feminine. So, alhamdulillah. Thank you. It's a lot to imbibe, but thank you. <clears throat> I just uh, ask you a question or perhaps just uh, continue on the questions that they were asked before. Um, it's interesting how we can make, uh, we can recognize the importance of uh, the role of, uh, of male and female as both part of humankind in, and how is how they are viewed uh, in revelation from traditional point of view. No? Um, I think the important aspect of uh, this 
let's say, dimension of humanity is to see, uh, to see them rather than seeing them as the defined gender qualities, perhaps as attributes that could fluctuate in accordance to the uh, manifestation of the Tajalli. No? For instance, you were speaking about uh, the motherly qualities. And, uh, and if we look at, in terms of uh, attributes of femininity and masculinity, uh, which permeates the whole universe, then perhaps we can have a better understanding of what we are as men or female. No? Um, because as in the Tao is said that there is no absolute yin, there's no absolute yang. Uh, likewise, the Prophet, وسلم, he showed uh, with his mercy and with his compassion that he has some qualities that pertain to, to Rahma, to, to femininity, to... No? motherly qualities that are not by any means only defined by what a woman could be or the definition of what a, you know but it's something that is an attribute it's, it's a divine attribute that permeates our existence and we both participate as men and as women but of course that attribute uh, seems to um, uh, you know shine with more profession within a woman's um, self rather than men's, but it depends on the tajali, no? Like Revelation, the prophet has a motherly quality, a receptacle that is almost feminine um, because of being literary, because of being pure, because of his purity. And here, for instance, we can uh, make a, a correlation to the role of uh, Mary, the Virgin Mary, and also a receptacle of the Word of God by being the mother of the prophet uh, who was to uh, express the living logos, not Jesus, Sayyidina Isa. I just wanted to add this. I'm not sure if it contributes to anything, but um, perhaps uh, in my understanding, it's a, it's a, a more uh, broadened way to, to contemplate. Yeah, I think we should probably, we should probably look next week. There's, there's a beautiful passage uh, about, the on in the section on the fiqh or the legal legal aspects of the hajj and uh, and and, uh, and going around the kaaba uh when menstruating and so <clears throat> this whole idea comes up and so ibn Abi has a beautiful description of so many of these things i think we'll begin to look at that um one of the things it helps us do is that it <clears throat> it helps us look at what are the things that excuse me, that our society is, uh, is saying is a masculine thing or a feminine thing. And so it's, it's really the first thing to do is to begin to, uh, to see uh, why this or that action is, is, is made gendered, is, is characterized as male or female or masculine or feminine. Uh, what, what we're looking at, because when we go back to Ibn Arabi, we see tremendous gender fluidity. And so, uh, and because the Arabic is a gendered language, so as masculine and feminine, uh, there are many times Ibn Arabi, in order to get uh, this insight beautifully clarified for us, he begins to switch and use pronouns. Uh, and so when he's talking about the presence, the Hadrat, he starts talking about she and her. And then, then when you get that, when you start looking at that, you realize that almost all the words that we're talking about are feminine in Arabic. And so in the translation, um, I try to often keep the, the to gender English, which is a very neuter and very business-like language, uh, to, try to, to try to gender the language to see that Ibn Arabi is bringing out something that we need to see here. 
and uh, and that's what and I talked earlier about the idea of the, the that the men and women are two matched or equal parts, two matched equal parts. And Ibn Arabi says this is your medicine for those men who uh, who are who have this possessive feeling, uh, this 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 obsessive possessive feeling. They and this. Uh, this jealousy of trying to say, put the woman there and we're here and we're better and all of that. He says, their medicine is this hadith, that the men and women are equal parts. So, so first of all, so as in the translation, I'm having to keep in mind the, this tremendous gender fluidity that Ibn Arabi has and then remember that, that he was in a gendered society. He's looking at a revelation which is in a gendered society and we're in a gendered society. So how all of these things are going to be translated it gets complicated because to say, and so when we say uh, mankind, do we mean men, men, mankind, or do we mean humankind? And and when we say Adam, do we mean Adam Eve, or do we mean Adam this man? So all of this stuff is we it's 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 very intricate things that need to be come out in this translation so that and it but the very least that we can do is to keep throwing enough things in the translation to keep us unsettled and Ibn Arabi loves to unsettle us and that's why he will say uh, he'll say that the name Allah is the all comprehensive name and when that name when he goes to the presence he goes to her and then when she he comes back from her he says so you have Allah as the masculine third person, uh, meaning the collective of names. And then you have the Hadrat, her, she, as, and that's capital S, capital H, because this, we're now talking about Hadra. And that's even, in a sense, above the all comprehensive name. So Ibn Arabi does that all the time to us, to keep us to remember that, that anytime we say, and that's why you say in Arabic, you say subhanAllah, to Allah. You say that, that God is beyond what you are ascribing to him. So if someone says, so when he says Allah does this and it's the third person masculine, he'll say ta'ala, exalted beyond that. So in other words, don't stop there if you just thought, if he's just thought about masculine, if you just thought about male, uh, you need to stop because Allah is exalted beyond that. And then he shows that. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we may we may enter some of that that passage uh, next week, inshallah. We'll look, I'll look at that. But it's so good to see everyone here. Uh, Thank you very much. Two questions on your chat, uh, <clears throat> Eric. Uh, sorry, this is Hassan. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. I have a question. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for this wonderful talk and. Uh, I've learned a lot from you and your books. Uh, I have a question on the books. Uh, you mentioned about the books. Uh, I believe I have all the way to chapter, uh, the translation, all the way to chapter two. It's called, yeah, changes. I do have this. Now, my question is that, uh, is it a new translation of uh, uh, subsequent chapters or? Yeah, yeah. What what I I did early uh, is is do something called preprints, and that was in a way to get out this translation to let people know that this is happening. Because of course, uh, it's taking years and years and years, and so I wanted to get things out there, and I also wanted to have uh, people give me feedback, say this works, this doesn't work, and so on. Uh, so these books here, um, 
that are out there. Uh, we're now what we've what we've been able to do now uh, because of uh, some. Uh, wonderful funding and support, we were able to now get these translations edited. And so the editor works on each. I send him a book that mm -hmm. some of them have been published, some of them haven't. Uh, and, and he looks at that book and he works with it and he makes typically 11,000 changes. That's about 300 pages. Um, mm -hmm. And he makes 1,000 places where he says, this isn't working, do something. And, and so that's just, so. It's, so is it a new translation? Yes, it's a new translation. It's uh, very, very uh, beautifully done with this editor. So he's been able to take things from all over the place and see, and he says, well, over here, you're translating this way. And what about over here? Can you connect the two? And so I begin to Thank connect you. the two. And he sees uh, this beautiful overview. And with that, these, the, what comes out after that is a beautiful, beautiful edition. So these first volumes and the second volume, they really uh, are very special. And, uh, and so we want to make all of the, the, my draft translations at that level and at that, that quality. So. so you would recommend to get this new one? Uh, so, the, so volume two is just now here. It's in Long Island, and Mustafa is ready to send those out. So go to www.peerpress.com and, and work with that. Um, and then the others, uh, we're, we're maybe lumping them together. And the hope uh, in, among the, in this team is that by the end of this year, inshallah, we'll have nine volumes printed. So we're, that's our, and we'll be asking, of course, we'll be needing support for all of that as we go. So uh, we'll be spiritual support and financial support both. So we'll talk about that as we get closer. So. Okay, thank, thank you very you much. Alhamdulillah. It's so good to see you have that book. Yeah, I just, I, I looked at it today. I can, I can see all yeah. the editors going to yeah, change that. It's going to change Actually, that. I read both, I read both, um, I read the Arabic version of it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh, good. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Nice, nice. Actually, I speak, I, I'm from Iran. I speak Farsi, but uh -huh. because of Quran, I learned how to at least read Arabic. That, mm -hmm. I speak, yeah, just okay. Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you. All right, well, so good to see everyone. I put two things on your chat. Oh, okay, okay, I'm looking at it. Um, um, oh, okay, okay, okay. I see, I see, I see questions from chat. Yes, uh. We'll be looking. Uh, one question is about the that the suar, the enclosed places of the Quran, the 114, are these alighting places, and each of them has a chapter in this section of the Futuhat. And that's exactly what we'll be looking at in two weeks' time, inshallah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Jane Clark has is going to talk about the mirror, and then uh, two weeks after that, I'll try to look at this alighting places in the Quran. So we'll be looking at that, inshallah. And uh, yeah, and, the, I, and then the universe, uh, a question about the universe being composed of words. So Ibn Arabi often, uh, when, he sees, uh, when he sees us look around and see all these beings, uh, he sees that everyone has been told to be, and it is. Kun fayakun. It's told to be by God. So it's a revelation. So everything is a revelation based on the word be, which then makes everything happen and exist. And so in that sense, we are all words because we're the product of an imperative. 
So we're a, we're a product of an imperative. That imperative comes because God loves to see us, loves us to be. And so because God loves us to be, God gives this revelation of kun, and we receive this revelation the way the tablet receives the pen. So now we all have back to the masculine feminine um, images, the way the pen writes on the tablet. So we are tablets and the pen writes on us, and then something comes out of that writing, which is who we are. So, alhamdulillah. Okay, good. Just going to one last check. Um, yeah, uh, for, for Jane Clark's uh, talk, go to, um, to the MIAS, the Mohideen Ibn Arabi uh, Society uh, website, and you can take it from there. Uh, if Jane is here, is there any other special thing that someone sh has been asking about how they can attend the talk? Um, Hello. Um, yes. Can I say Yes, please, Richard. Richard, yes. Richard, Richard's here. Um, yes, so there are, there's, there's room. Please join yes. us. Um, on the whole, we, we're making this so it's free to members of the Ibnabi Society in the UK, in Australia, in the USA, yes. and Mias Latina, so the, the sort of the Itali Italian, uh, Spanish, and Portuguese world. So if you're a member of the site, it's free, and you go to the website and you can join. Um, otherwise, we're doing it on Eventbrite. So you go to the, uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, nine pounds, but 10, 10 pounds and a little bit for three talks. And um, that has got places. And if you go to the Ibnarabi Society uh, website, ibnarabisociety.org, and then you will find, uh, go to events and you'll say the, see the link to Eventbrite. So you can go two ways, if you're a member or if you're, but, uh, Either way, uh, please come. Thank you. And if you really can't afford to can't come, uh, write to us, and I'm sure things can be arranged. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very looking forward to that. It's tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much, everyone. I'll be, we'll be heading out. Bye bye. Take care. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Waalaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu.